0: Center podcast. This week we will hear from Pastor Mayel Linseth in the series Moving Forward. This second week she will be speaking on the truth. Now here is Pastor Mayel. Uh, thank you everyone. It is such an honor to be here and I'm all fired up after that song. I'm like ready to go. How many of you can feel it? You can feel it, the Lord is doing something new and exciting here at Portland Christian Center here in Portland and um, I just just wanna take a moment to prophesy, I just can't get it out of my spirit. I just believe that the best days were in them and Acts actually says that greater things will you do. Friends, we are living in the greater, and I'm awake for it. Are you awake for it? Are you ready for it? I wanna experience all that God has for me as a believer, but also for this church, for Portland. And so I just believe that Portland Christian Center is gonna be a place of hope and healing, that it's gonna be a beacon of light to the area around us here in Portland. And this will be known as a house of hope. So people from all over will come because the light of Jesus is here. The presence of God is here. And I can see one day this room is going to be packed with people. We're going to have to have an overflow because so many people want to know Jesus, want to hear the gospel of Jesus. They just want to be in his presence. And we could be a part of that. How exciting is that? Come on. There's something powerful when we believe what God says he can do. And we believe he's the God of miracles. We're gonna see miracles happen. We believe that he's the God who redeems and restores. So we're gonna see household salvations, miracles happen. And I'm excited for the days to come. Come on, are you excited? Well, would you just turn to your neighbor and just tell him, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Turn to the other neighbor and tell them they look good, just in case no one told them already today. You look good. You're looking good. And I just wanna welcome our online family. For those of you who are listening online, we are so glad that you are with us today. You're an important part of our community, whether you're in your car or you're listening from bedside assembly. (laughs) We welcome you today. It is good to be together today. Well, last week, Pastor Nate talked about kicked off our first week in our new series called Moving Forward, and he talked about moving forward, we're going to be moving forward in his presence. It's his presence that sets us apart, and this week, we're in week two, and my big idea, my thought today is that we're going to be moving forward in truth, and so my main thought, and if there's anything that you remember from this sermon is this, that moving forward, God's word is our foundation moving forward god's word is our foundation i believe we believe that the word of god is for today it is not an old out-of-date text but it is updated just for what we need because it is as hebrews four twelve says alive and active. The word of God is alive and active. That means it's for today. That means it's unchanging and it transcends time. It transcends culture. It does not go out of date. We believe that the word of God is for us from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Even the parts that seem confusing, there is revelation and truth for us about who God is and who we are. It is for today. In the 1700s, there was a man named Voltaire, and Voltaire was a criticizer of Christians and of the Bible, and he said that in 100 years, the Bible will be extinct. Well, 100 years later, Voltaire was dead, and his house became a publishing house for the Geneva Bible Society. How cool is that? Why? Because the word of God is alive and active. It does not go out of date. And so we believe as a church that our foundation is the word of God and we believe that it's for us today. It's alive and active. I wanna show you a picture. Yes, that is my grandpa, that is my papa. His name is Herman and that's me, Anna, with the awesome layered bangs. Yeah, how many else had bangs like that? (laughs) Okay. Mom, I love you and I forgive you for making my hair look like that. Um, But that's my Papa and my Papa and I were very, very close. That's my dad's dad. And uh, I was his favorite. I told him I was his favorite. I still think I'm his favorite, but we spent a lot of time together. He used to take me fishing and he had um, had to have a triple bypass. And so my grandma was very strict about what he could eat. But when we got in his truck, he would pull out his secret stash. You know, his secret, some of you have that. We're, you don't need to raise your hand because your spouse is sitting right there. But he had a secret stash and he called my grandma Dolly. And so he'd say, Now don't tell Dolly. Don't tell Dolly I have these pistachios. Uh, and we would spend lots of time together. But the thing I remember the most about my grandpa was his love for the word of God. Every morning when we would spend the night there, I would come downstairs and he would be at the breakfast table. He'd be eating his raisin bran (laughs) and his cup of coffee with no sugar or cream. And he'd be reading the word. He had the word out. He had a highlighter out. He had a pen out because he was marking it up. He was writing down what the Holy Spirit was revealing to him. He loved the word. And I will never forget that. Well, as my grandpa began to age, he started to lose his memory. And it got to a point where he actually forgot who I was, who my dad was. But when we would pull out Scripture, he would know it. He would remember it. When we would sing hymns with Scripture in it, he could sing along why because the word of god is alive and even though his mind might have been failing him his spirit was alive and the word of god in him was alive the word of god is alive and active it's alive and active and we believe that it is for today i think that the bible is truly amazing there's some so many incredible things about the bible and the more that i read I realize how incredible it is, how amazing it is. Here's a few things that I find fascinating about the Bible. The Bible is the most read and published book of all time. It's the most read and published book of all time. It has been studied more than any other book and scrutinized more than any other book, and it has never been falsified. It was written over a period of 1500 years. It has 40 writers and it has one author. God, we believe that the word of God is inspired, meaning that God <laughs> inspired through the Holy Spirit, these writers to write his words. God breathed. Scripture says that it's God breathed, that he breathed these words and the Holy Spirit inspired the writers to write them. It's amazing that the continuity within the Bible over a span of 1500 years, it would only be the work of the Holy Spirit to have that much unity. Because even if you got 40 writers in the same room. There's no way you'd have that level of unity that shows the power of God at work in the writers. God is the author of the Bible. He's the one that wrote it. And he wrote it to reveal himself to us. The word of God is God's revelation of himself to man. When Titus was five years old, I asked him, I said, hey, Titus, what do you love about the Bible? And he said, mom, God's word shows me that his love is coming after me. God's word shows me that his love is coming after me. So if I were to sum up the Bible in one sentence, that is it, in the words of my five-year-old. God's love is coming after you from Genesis to Revelation, and there's this scarlet thread that points us to Jesus, that Jesus is the answer, Jesus is the hope, that God redeemed us through Jesus. There are over 53 Messianic prophecies about Jesus, about his birth, about his life, about his death and resurrection, all of which have come true. Isn't that fascinating? The Bible is amazing and it points us to the truth and the truth is Jesus and he's the one that will set us free. He's the path to life. So as we move forward, PCC, we are moving forward with the word of God as our foundation. Matthew 24, 35 says this, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will never pass away. That's Jesus speaking. His words will never pass away. His word is for today. His word is for you. His word is for me. And this is our foundation as we move forward. Not only is the word of God our foundation, but when it is our foundation, it actually moves us forward. It allows us to move forward. And the word of God moves us forward by illuminating our path. It illuminates our path. Psalms 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. The word of God is like guardrails for us. It lights up where we should go. It shows us where to go, what to do, how to handle situations that are happening. The word of God lights up our path. Have you ever gotten up in the middle of the night and not turn on the light and step on something or stub your toe. And then you just wish you would have turned the light on. This happened to me a few years ago. I got up in the middle of the night to use the restroom and I stepped on probably the worst thing that a parent could step on. Lego, you're all saying it. (laughs) So you feel my pain. Legos are the worst. I stepped in a Lego and I started to scream. And then Nate, you know, sat up on of bed, what, what? He thought a burglar had gotten in and I'm like, no, it's just a Lego. And he said, turn the light on, you know? And at that point I realized if I would've just turned the light on, I wouldn't have been feeling that pain. I would have been able to go back to sleep in peace. You know, we have the choice to either activate the word of God in our life, to turn on this light, to light up our path or not. You can avoid stepping on Legos. If you just turn on the light and allow the word of God to illuminate your path. Now, if you've been in church at all or around church, you know that we are referred to as sheep, that we can be like sheep. We are sheep of God's pasture and Jesus is our shepherd. And, um, today I want to show you a video clip of what life looks like without the Bible. Now, just picture this. We are the sheep, right? Jesus redeems us. This is what your life looks like if you don't have the Bible illuminating your path. So that's Jesus pulling us out, you know, figuratively. Thank you, Jesus, for redeeming us. Life without the Bible. And whoop! Anybody experienced anything like that in your life? You're like, How did I end up in the ditch again? God is so good and he's so grace filled that he will redeem us from the pit. And if we don't have the word of God, we look just like that sheep. And I'm sure God in heaven is going, oh my gosh, if you would just take the word, your word it's the word of God that will illuminate our path so we don't end up in the ditch. He's actually given us principles and ways to live so that we can experience freedom, so that we can experience abundant life. I love what Psalms 119 11 says. It says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. See, it's the word. It's you reading the word and the word reading you. <clears throat> it's you getting in the word and allowing the word to get in you. It actually protects you. It keeps you from sin. In our sermon planning meeting this week, Pastor Chip said this, and I thought it was so brilliant. He said, God doesn't just want good for our lives. He wants the best for our lives. And the pathway to live that out is through His Word. Yeah. The, path wor- the pathway to experience the best that God has for your life is through His Word. You know, in our world today, truth has become relative. Pathways have become more feeling-based than truth-based. There is this idea and mindset out there that there's multiple truths. There's lots of truth. Whatever truth is to you, that's truth. Well, I'm here to tell you today that we believe that there is only one truth, and that truth is founded in the Word of God. This isn't just a truth, it is the truth. This is the truth, and in this culture, We cannot shy away from the truth of this word. We cannot shy away from the truth of this word. Why? Because it's the truth that sets us free. It's the truth that brings freedom to others. It is the truth in this word that will bring freedom to the captives. And so, as believers, we humbly come. Sorry, I've got it. The enemy doesn't want me to say this. (laughs) That's how powerful the word of God is. But you know what? I'm just going to get louder and I'm going to speak louder and stronger than ever before. Why? Because the word of God is powerful and it's active. And we believe that if we stand upon the word of God, it will bring freedom to other people. God's word is freedom for other people. And, this is not just a, a truth, it's the truth. Jesus is the truth, the way, the truth, the life. There's only one way to heaven, and that is Jesus. And we will not waver from this truth at Portland Christian Center. We're not gonna waver from the truth of God's word that says that if you believe in Jesus, your sins are forgiven, that this is the truth, this is the standard for our life. So no matter what message is being said, out there. Know this, that here at Portland Christian Center, we are founded upon the word of God, and we will not waver from that. Amen. Amen. The word of God, <clears throat> it illuminates our path. And the word of God moves us forward because it transforms us. The word of God transforms us. I love this. God's word doesn't just inform us it transforms us. I'll say that again. The Word of God doesn't just inform us, it transforms us. Yeah. We don't read the Word just to get puffed up with knowledge. We read the Word to allow the Word to read us and transform our lives. The Bible says in Romans twelve too, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you, will learn how, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. How do you change the way that you think? You learn what God thinks. You allow the word of God to change how you think because you read it and it changes you. I recently heard a testimony of a man named um, Craig Groeschel. Some of you have heard of him. But when he was young, he called himself the Christian atheist, because he believed that there was a God, but he didn't believe in God. He didn't know God as his personal savior. And so he went to a Christian university and at this Christian university, him and his buddies spent a lot of time partying. They spent a lot of time doing all the things in their fraternity. And he was the leader of their fraternity. Well, they got into some trouble and he was at risk of losing his scholarship. And so he thought as a brilliant PR move that he would start a Bible study. So he gathered all of his drunk friends and they attempted to study the word of God together and they were going to do it every Tuesday night. Well, the first Tuesday came around and he realized I don't have a Bible. How am I supposed to lead a Bible study without a Bible? Well, it just so happened that on his campus that day were the Gideons. And the Gideons handed him a New Testament Bible. And so he thought, there must really be a God. (laughs) So he went to the Bible study that night, and he began to study the Word of God with his friends. And week after week after week, they would come, and he said most of the time they were drunk, reading the Word of God. But as they began to read the word, the word began to transform them and change the way that they thought. And once he read Ephesians 2.20, which says, it is by grace that you have been saved. He said something clicked in him. That was the transforming moment for him where he realized, it's by grace I have been saved. And he met Jesus. He met Jesus, the one that leads to everlasting life. He wasn't in a church service. He wasn't being preached to. He just simply opened up the word of God, and the word of God spoke to him, and it transformed him. But why? Because the word of God's alive and active, and it transforms us just by opening it. And when when we open it, the heart of the Father for us is that when we open the word of God, that we would be transformed by it, not just informed by it. John 14, 26 says, this is Jesus speaking, the Holy spirit. He will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. There's this beautiful partnership that comes when we read the word, when we invite the Holy spirit in. They actually, we read the word and allow the Holy spirit to transform us. Have you ever read a scripture and you know, you've read it multiple times, but then for some reason that one time it just jumps out at you different. Have you ever had that happen? That's the Holy Spirit revealing to you, transforming you, speaking to you. Now, if we're honest, most of us have come to Scripture and while we're reading it, we think, oh, if that person could just hear this. Or, oh, if my husband would just do what the Bible says. Or my spouse. If my spouse, if my wife, if my husband, In fact, one time, this is total vulnerability, and so you know that I'm not perfect at all. One time I read the verse where it says that husbands should lay down their lives for their wives. You know, the husbands have to die. So I sent it to Nate and I said, Look, see what you have to do for me? (laughs) It was not my finest moment. I repented later. But you know what that produces when we read the word, but we don't allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us or transform us? It just produces a religious spirit because we're trying to, we are puffed up with knowledge rather than allowing the Word of God to transform our heart. And that's not how we are intended to read Scripture. Now, if you are hungry for a move of the Spirit, you are hungry for the Holy Spirit to move in your life, but you are not grounded in the Word, that's just dangerous. It's just dangerous. You need the Word of God to ground you You need the Word of God to ground you. So when you partner reading Scripture and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you, you know what that results in? Transformation. That is what transforms you when you open up this Word and you say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Reveal truth to me today. When you do that, that's what brings transformation in your life. I did that even today, this morning, right before I said, search me, oh God, and know me, test me and see if there's anything unrighteous about me. Why? Because I don't want to get up here and preach from my head knowledge. I want to get up here and preach out of an encounter because God's transformed my life and I want to impart to you what he's done for me. You don't need more knowledge. You need him to transform you and make you new. The Word of God transforms us, the Word of God illuminates our path, and the Word of God moves us forward by equipping us. The Word of God equips us. Second, or Second Timothy three sixteen through 17 says this. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Scripture is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you teachable? When you come to the word, are you moldable? Do you come thinking that you already have the answer and you already know it? Or are you asking the Lord, Lord, show me, equip me. You know, this word correct is not a word our culture likes. I mean, honestly, most of us don't like to be corrected, right? I mean, if we were honest, most of us would raise our hands and say, I do not like being corrected, (laughs) right? It's okay. You don't have to raise your hand. I know all of us would at some point. But when it comes to the Lord, he actually corrects those he loves, And he doesn't do it with shame. He doesn't do it with an iron fist, this finger pointed at you. The world makes it sound like that, but that's not who our God is. Our God is a loving father. He's a just father who has your best in mind. And so when he corrects you, when you open up the word and you realize, oh man, that's not, that's not how God's called me to live. You know what that's doing? It's actually equipping you to do what God's called you to do. So if you want to experience all that God has for you, you have to allow him to correct you, you have to allow him to show you what is right and what is wrong. You have to allow the word of God to study you and show you what parts of your life are honoring to him and what parts need to be course corrected. And it's, it's for our good. We will not move forward if we are not teachable. We will not move forward if we don't allow the Word of God to transform us and equip us to do what He's called us to do. It's the Word of God that equips us. The Word of God equips us by teaching us what is right, teaching us what is wrong, and it prepares us to do what God has called us to do. The Word of God also equips us because it is one of our greatest spiritual weapons. It's one of our greatest spiritual weapons. Hebrews 4.12, in a different translation, it says this, for the word of God is alive and active, alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. The word of God is powerful. You know, when Jesus was taken into the desert and he was tempted, every time the enemy tempted him, Jesus said, it is written. Jesus modeled for us what our battle plan should be, and it involves the Word of God. It is written. Jesus modeled it for us. And here's the thing. We have to stop looking at the Word of God as simply words on a page. And we need to start to see the Word of God like this. (laughs) This is is what happens when you pull out the Word. This is what this lo- the Bible looks like in the spirit realm. The Word of God is your greatest weapon, is one of the greatest weapons that you have. Why? Because it's not founded on your words, your thoughts, it's founded upon the Word of God, and God's Word holds authority. God's Word holds authority over the enemy. So when you pull out your Word today, when you pull out the Bible tomorrow morning, and you have your coffee, just know you have your coffee and your sword and you're going to battle. Yeah. The word of God is powerful. It's alive and it's active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. The word of God is powerful and the enemy will try and come at you with different lies. He'll try and come at you with different thoughts. Even just this last week, I've struggled with thoughts of, you're not good enough. You're just a chick. Some people don't like it when females preach. You know, the enemy has tried to discourage me several times over that. Where I thought, just this week I wrestled with the thought that I'm just not good enough to be up here. But then I pull out my word and I remember that my God is the one who called me, that I have been created for such a time as this. And so I'm not up here. I'm not up here under the authority of Miel. I'm under, I am under the authority of God and he has called me and so I can pull out the word and you know what happens? I slay the enemy. When you are alone and you think I'm just unloved, I'm unseen, you open the word of God and you will find where it says in Romans that There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. You know what that does? It defeats the enemy because you're speaking the very words of God and the words of God bring life to you. It's your sword. When you feel as if you are, you're weak, you don't have strength. You remember in Psalms that it tells you that your God gives you strength. And you look at the enemy in the head and you say, you have no authority over me because the blood of Jesus redeemed me. God is my strength. When you feel as if you can't do it, the words, I just can't do it. I just don't have what it takes. You remember that you are more than a conqueror through him who gives you strength. And you know what happens? You're here and you might be battling addiction. You might be battling, you might have seen that sheep and you wanted to weep because you're like, yeah, that's exactly my life. Well, I'm here to tell you today that He who sets you free, whom the Son sets free, is free indeed. So you look that addiction in the face and you just say, in the mighty name of Jesus, I am free. It has no authority over you. Why? Because the Word of God is powerful and it's active. It's your weapon, it's your defense, it's your offense.
1: And God is calling His
0: people to walk boldly in His Word with humility and love in their heart, not with a prideful stance, but with love in our hearts, but with a firm conviction that the Word of God is powerful and that when I use it the way He's called me to use it, I am powerful. You are powerful. Turn to your neighbor and just say that you're powerful. You're powerful. God has equipped you to walk in power. For those of you who are struggling with, men, with illness, it might be mental illness, it might be physical illness, and you might feel discouraged like you'll never be well. May I remind you what it says in Isaiah. By His stripes you are healed. By his stripes, you are healed. I'm purposely taking my time on this illustration because I want you to remember this is who you are. When you hold the word of God, this is how powerful you stand. You're not weak, you're powerful. You're powerful. God has equipped you to walk in power. And when the Word of God is your foundation, no matter what might come your way, you will have victory. Why? Because He sings the song of victory around us. And there is not a battle that our God has not lost. Not one. I said that wrong. There's not a battle that our God has not won. He's never lost a battle. Let me correct that, come on. He's never lost a battle. That's how bad YouTube, clip, YouTube clips go out there and that's like, basic, anyways, okay. The Word of God is powerful, and you are victorious because He is victorious. He's never lost a battle. And so this morning, I just wanna ask you, just take a moment and ask you, is what you're thinking, is what you're believing in alignment with the Word of God? Do your thoughts about yourself, about your spouse, about this church, about this city? Are they in alignment with God? Because I believe this morning that the Lord wants to restore the truth of His Word in the way that we think. To not conform to the way that the world thinks, but to think like God thinks. And in order to think like God thinks, we get in His Word. We get in His Word. I've heard it say, I've heard it said that the church has been lost because of COVID, that this church, the church will never recover because of COVID. And I'm here to tell you today, the truth of God that says that this is his church and on this rock, he will build his church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. He will not, it will not overcome it. So I just want to take a moment and just pray over you. Would you just lift your hands like this? Just put your hands out. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Come and speak to us. Lord, would you just reveal any area of our life, any area of our thinking that's not in alignment with you. Would you just ask him that, just ask him to show you. Holy Spirit is so good and so kind in his approach. You know you're not partnering with the Word of God if it's not wrapped in hope and peace. If there's a belief system that you have that is surrounded with fear and anxiety and chaos, that's not from the Lord. He doesn't operate like that. The Word of the Lord always brings hope and it brings peace. So whatever that might be, Lord, we just would you just give it to him? It's like imagine it's in your hand and just give it to him. Just say, God, I give you this wrong thinking. I give you the lies I've believed. Just give it to him. And now Lord, what do you wanna give me in place of that? What do you wanna give me in place of that? Just say that, just say, Lord, what do you wanna give me in place of what truth? It's the truth that you are loved, you are seen by an almighty God. The truth that you are worth it. Jesus says you are worth it. You are worth it that he sent his only son to die on the cross for you the truth that you are loved, that you are powerful, that you're not a person of fear, but you are a person of power, love, and a sound mind. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that you flip the script. Where the enemy has brought death, you speak life those who have been facing chronic illness and pain. Jesus, where there have been doctors that have said there is no hope, God, we look to the God of hope, and we declare and we believe together that by your stripes, they are healed. God, we ask for the greater, the greater, all of the things that your word promises. God, we want to experience it and see it here at Portland Christian Center. Speak your truth, God. Thank you, God, that they are called. Those who believe that they don't have a calling on their life, God, you have called them. Jeremiah tells us that for the I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. I thank you, God, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are made in your image, and our calling is to reflect your love to all around us, God. So, Lord, we. We declare and we agree that your word is gonna be our foundation. Your truth is our truth. And would you transform us by your word? Would you equip us with the word? Would you illuminate our path, God? And show us what to do and where to go. Thank you, Lord. I really believe that um, in this season, it's gonna require us as believers to purposely take our stand as a church, as a body, as a community, that we're gonna commit together to live our lives in the foundation of God's word. That we will not waver from it. And I'm here to tell you today that Pastor Nate and I, as your pastors, our lives are founded on the word of God. This church will be founded on the word of God. And I'm asking you, as a call to action today, I'm asking you, will you join us Will you join us as we move forward to stand with love in our hearts and with, with hum, all humility that, no, God, your word is our foundation. If will you just stand with me, if you will join us as we move forward that we will not waver from the word of God. Would you just stand right now? Yeah, thank you. You know, God sees that you're standing and here's the thing, this is why this is so pivotal. As a church, we need to know where our source comes from and our source is the Word of God. And in, as we move forward, I wanna see Portland find freedom. So this is not a time to shy away from the truth, it's to stand on the truth because we know that the truth will set us free. So there is freedom in the Word of God and we're standing on the Word of God. Pastor Nate talked last week about, we are marked by his presence. It's the presence of God that actually softens us so that we can show love to others when we present the truth. So I wanna give you an opportunity. If you just need another level of boldness, you need a fresh outpouring of God's love, of his Holy Spirit for for yourself, for your house, for this city, I wanna pray that over you. So would you just come down forward? If you just want, you want an extra dose of the presence of God to fill you this morning with power, with boldness, with love. Come on forward. Yes, thank you, Jesus, that you're not only gonna take up your sword, but you're gonna allow the Holy Spirit to fill you up and give you another level of boldness than you've ever had before. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to come and we thank you, Jesus, that you sent an advocate, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to come and fill us up with power. So right now in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray a fresh wind of heaven, a fresh outpouring of your presence, that you would fill them with boldness, that the righteous would war as bold as a lion, that there would be no timidity and fear, but they would walk in power and love because of who you say that they are. I pray for strength. I pray for boldness. God, I pray for a new love. Holy Spirit, give us a love for Portland. Give us a love for our neighbors. Give us a love for those who are different from us. God, give us a love so that we can share with them your truth, Jesus, and we believe that the truth will set them free. So overwhelm them with your love and your presence right now in your Thank you for listening to the Portland Christian Center Podcast. If you'd like to hear more or learn more about us, visit our website at pcctoday.com or join us online for our live stream at 1030 at live.pcctoday.com.